Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub. Coming to you from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be returning to the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor is currently in the book of 1 Samuel. So let's go right into the Sunday message for the start of the next sermon in this important Through the Bible series. But have a pen and paper available, because at the end of the program, I will be giving you an address to write to us. Here now is Pastor Greg. We'll try to conclude this morning uh, this section in our study of heavenly authority, Touch Not My Anointed Ones. Remember, this section is founded on David's psalm, Psalm 105, verses 14 to 15, which can also be found in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 21 to 22, where David sings, He, the Lord, permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. And the last time we concluded uh, 1 Samuel chapter 26, the section where God had delivered King Saul into David's hands for the second time. And again, David did Saul no harm, because Saul had been the Lord's anointed. Saul again goes against what he promises, and murderously he pursues David. Uh, and it's even more amazing that David does no harm to him this time, because remember at the end of chapter 25 and verse 44, we're reminded that Saul had given David's wife, Michael, to another man. So Saul has done wrong over and over to David. He pursues him, he changes his mind, he repents, and then he goes back pursuing him again, and it happens all over again. And the two times that Saul was given over, that David could have killed Saul in the cave, and now here in the camp, David will not, because Saul had once been God's anointed. And Saul does wrong to David, not caring that David is God's anointed. The only thing that David does is that, in truth, he argues his case. In truth, he speaks out and proclaims his innocence. And the last time in chapter 26, we saw how David's words soothed and brought Saul to repentance. And the key verse in verse 9 of chapter 26, we read that David said, Do not destroy him to Abishai. Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, as the Lord lives, the Lord shall strike him, or his day shall come to die, or he shall go out to battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And he stops his nephew from killing Saul in the camp. Now, if that applies to Saul, 
Who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? If that applies to Saul, who's become a vessel for an unclean spirit, who is filled with madness and jealousy, who is outside God's will for his life and is about to face the judgment of God, then how much more then does it apply to the Lord's faithful servants, anointed and baptized by the Spirit of God to proclaim the name of his son Jesus in the world? For who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? How much more then, if this applies to Saul, does it apply to holy men and women who manifest God's anointing in ministries ordained by the Holy Spirit, given gifts as the Spirit determines to do certain works in God's holy power and displaying the fruit of the Spirit in their Lord Jesus Christ. When we come face to face with the anointing of God, we must be careful, very careful. That's what the Scripture is teaching us. For when we come face to face with the anointing of God, we are looking at God's chosen authority and gifting. And it's not the individual that matters so much. That person, all individuals, all human beings are frail human beings. Rather, it is our reaction to the Spirit of God and God's holy work. And that's why David says, who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed? The Lord's anointed and be guiltless. You see, Saul was used previously mightily by God to deliver his people under the Spirit's power in earlier days. God used Saul to preserve his people, his chosen people. God used Saul to preserve his word against all the pagan nations around them. And the word of God and the people of God, Israel as a nation, God's work that he will accomplish through the nation of Israel is more important to David than Saul's sin. It's important to understand that. It deserves David's respect, irregardless of the man. Saul has decayed into terrible sinfulness, but David appreciates, he respects the anointing of God that allowed the Lord to use Saul in the past. And David knows that the work of God, the anointing of God, is valuable. And you must be careful that if you focus on the man and his sinfulness, if you focus on the Saul's, you might wind up tearing down the very work of God. You might actually destroy the nation of Israel itself. The nation, the work, what God did through Saul is more important than Saul himself. And so he says, who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And so in that respect, Saul's life also becomes valuable to David. And he's willing to let God deal with the man Saul. And he says, God will deal with him. Let it not be my hand. And God certainly will deal with Saul. And this is a principle over and over in the scriptures. Doesn't the Lord say to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you? And that promise has stayed on the physical chosen people, even when they've gone astray. 
though God himself has often dealt with their sins and sometimes very severely. Why that blessing? I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. For the sake of his word, for the sake of his promises, and for the sake of his Messiah that would come through that nation. And so the blessing is there. And there's a blessing on the anointed. Now, if that's so for the physical chosen people, how much more then for the spiritual chosen people in Christ, who we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians 1, in verse 20, for all the promises of God in him, in Jesus, are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. In Jesus Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen to those who are the spiritual chosen people in Jesus Christ. And then Paul adds in the next verse, verse 21, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So we are anointed of God. We are spiritually anointed as we're in Jesus Christ. If the promises and the blessing was on the chosen physical people, how much more on the spiritual chosen people in the Lord? And so that principle of do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm, if it applied to Saul and applies to Israel, how much more does it apply to those filled with God's Spirit, baptized in His Holy Spirit to do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ? The world should know to be careful, to be very careful when it comes against God's anointed people. For when the world does so, it comes against God. And we as believers, we must know to be careful, to be very careful, if we come in an improper way against God's anointed leaders. Now, let me give a caution here. I'm not speaking about false leaders, false teachers, those who lie and keep the truth from the people, those who, like the false prophets of old, take and use the people and do not let them know the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're speaking here about those who have truly been anointed in the past and the Lord has used to minister his word and God's work has been done. We then as believers must be careful and very careful if we come in an improper way against the anointed of God. There is a prescribed way in the New Testament, and Lord willing, we'll get into that as we go into the New Testament section of the Heavenly Authority series. But we must understand the gravity of the situation. David understands the gravity of the situation. And that caution is there when there's sin and error in their lives that need to be dealt with, it has to be done in the proper way. And if that's so for the souls in leadership, then how much more, how much more then is that a caution 
is that a warning? That statement, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? If there's an innocent servant who then is treated evilly or spoken slanderously of, or there are those who desire to do harm to God's innocent servants in return for the good and the good news that has been proclaimed to them. As it says again, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? A tremendous caution, a serious warning in the scriptures. The name Shear Jashub comes from the book of Isaiah and means a remnant shall return. The fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut is dedicated to sending forth the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ and witnessing His salvation message to a generation at risk. If you are a Christian and would like to help support this evangelical outreach, donations should be sent to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Also, if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we would like to invite you to join us for Sunday worship. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. Services include praise, worship, communion, and study of the Lord's Word. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.